Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The following program is brought to you by the Preferred Home Team. Content is provided for general information only and should not be treated as a substitute for professional advice from your legal or real estate advisors. Welcome to the Real Estate Radio Hour, a forum of ideas, plans, and expert advice on all things real estate. Andy Prasky with Remax Advantage Plus was named Super Agent by Minneapolis St. Paul Magazine. Chris Rooney of Remax Preferred is a Lakeshore and Luxury Home Specialist. Together they cover the Twin Cities. And good morning. Welcome to this edition of the Real Estate Show here on 830 WCCO. I don't see uh, Andy around here. I see Chris. Yep, we got rid of him. <laughs> Not really. No. He's, <laughs> he'll he's come, he'll come back. He's just gone today. Yeah, he's gone this weekend. Uh, but uh, Chris is here, and I uh, what we always want to do is is welcome our uh, listeners' real estate questions either by phone or by text. Before I ask you, Chris, how your week in real estate was, let me pass along those numbers: six five one nine eight nine nine two two six for your real estate question by phone or send a text eight one eight zero seven. That's eight one eight zero seven. Uh, anything fun happen this week or interesting? No, I was just going to say it's uh, <clears throat> kind of interesting that what. I'm starting to get. Uh, I mean, it's and it's more than a couple, but people that have uh, extra options on their property if they're selling it, such as uh, let's just say it's a house on ten acres, but it's able to be subdivided, you know. And so figuring out what the value is of those, you know, to a potential buyer. But I think it's important. I mean, in some cases, let's just say this house is on ten acres, that might not. I mean, someone might want it on ten acres. But you've got to give value for that lot that they can actually take off. So let's just say um, in this area, say in the Credit River area, uh, this lot kind of subdividing off, if you could divide five acres off, you might get 200000 for it. You know, So you have to give some of that value to that house when you're sure, selling it. Yeah. Because the sellers, I mean, it's work in which to do, though, You know, to be able to go in and subdivide your property. And you got to go through all the permits and all that kind of fun stuff. But uh, there's got to be some value added on to it. So it's it's interesting because there's some people that will look at that house and say, well, no way. You know, that's too much. And others will look at it and say, oh, my gosh, this is awesome. I can knock off 200000 opportunity, and I'll have a great – yeah, and I'll have a great thing. So been dealing uh, with a few of those this week. So A few of them? Yeah. Wow. Got to work. Yeah. But how has <laughs> so, the market been, though? About the same as last week? Yeah, I mean, I think it's, uh, it's, it's kind of uh, – going, but uh, I, I said it last week too, but uh, the luxury market is getting a lot more action now. Whereas, I'll tell you what, the previous two months, we were, it, was, it was a dead zone. Nothing was happening. Um, actually going to hold open, because this weekend being Father's Day weekend, right. you know, it's a little slow Mother's Day, all that kind of stuff kind of slows the open houses. So we're doing a couple of them today um, out in the Credit River area. Uh, on some of those luxury homes, so but the one thing that you're you're finding is you're finding amazing deals in that market. One of the uh, one of our guests today, Rick Schmitz, uh, with Action Overhead Door Company, uh, located out of Credit River, 
actually. They, uh, we've done it where, so a garage door. You don't think of it being like, okay, a garage door is going to change your whole listing. But I'll tell you what, it's amazing what they can do, especially in the upper market. Um, you've seen the wood doors. They're, they're beautiful. They're yeah. like works of art. Yeah. And they look like, I mean, there's a custom wood door, Rick. Um, you know, like from a custom wood door, what's something like that cost? Well, you can uh, start with any custom wood door, a 16 by 7 or 16 by 8 door. You're looking anywhere from the 6000 to $10,000 range. That's installed. That's finished, stained. So that that's a real number to me. I mean, that's yeah. a real. I mean, if I'm going to put that on, I mean, that's going to be a, a, a real number. But if I do it with the other doors, there are uh, stain option for a steel door where you can start with those doors anywhere from the thousand dollar door to two thousand or three thousand dollars, depending on style and and uh, the different options that are available for them. Yeah, and those things almost look like. I mean, they totally look like wood doors. You know, when yeah. you see them, and it, it makes such an impact. And a difference in your house that we've been doing that. I've got them on, um, well, we've done it on three different houses um, that we've listed. And I'll tell you, it just changes it from that, you know, that normal steel door, you know, to a, wow. It it just brings it out. We've had a couple where they end up matching the front door, you know, and that's just even a bigger impact for it. You you bring a drive up. Or, or the prospective buyer drives up in front of this house with a door like that, and that's that. What a statement that makes! Absolutely, it makes all the difference in the world. Yeah, and that's what we, we talk a lot about. You know, um, how are we going to differentiate ourselves from the other people? You know, and and sometimes in not just the luxury homes, but in the smaller ones that you can do it. You can get these cottage style doors. Um, I think that are uh, real cool with the with the lights and. Uh, and we're going to talk about a lot of other things that um, you can actually do uh, with the garage doors, the technology with them now. You wouldn't even think about it. I had a client um, that uh, had a problem with uh, light shining in, and it would hit the, the sensors. Yeah, you it know? would hit the safety sensors oh. on the door. <laughs> it, went, it would go right back up. Yeah, and uh, there's simple fixes for most of those issues. One of them is just switching the, the two safety sensors from side to side, move one to the other side. Move that one back. All that sun is doing is telling that sensor that, hey, there's something blocking this door. It's not safe to go down. So it'll reverse itself. Take that uh, safety sensor and switch it around. You won't have that problem anymore. See, Andy Lindis is going to thank us. He answered one of his questions. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but seriously, I had, I had that before, and I never knew it was. It would just tick me off. And then later on in the day, it would be fine. But it was the darn, it was the darn sun that did it. Just the matter of the time of day when that sun, and you'll probably find it, you know, It'll happen day after day because that sun's hitting at the same spot at the same time for the most part. Easy fix, though. Yeah, we also got Travis Christensen here with Bay Equity. Uh, He's back, and we've got uh, now there's a bunch of Fannie Mae changes that are happening here, uh, what, at the end of July? But they've already kind of come out. Yeah, uh, so January, they've actually already came out. uh, So the way the... Uh, these new guidelines, when when they do come out, we're introduced to them. Then there's usually a couple months worth of them implementing them actually into the underwriting systems, and so. Uh, but they're all good changes that are coming out. Um, you know, one, uh, two of the the primary ones that we're focusing on right now is uh, Fannie Mae is actually moving their debt to income ratios for qualifying from forty five percent to fifty, and so uh, debt to income ratios is your debt versus your income ratio. And so it's going up just, you know, just that 5%, but you'd be amazed how many customers we actually 
end up having to move into, let's say, FHA financing because they're at 46.7% when they'd be, be quite more beneficial for them to go conventional. And I think that's kind of interesting because I, I think people aren't too far off from remembering what happened to us uh, that we just kind of got out of. And now all of a sudden the regulations are changing a little that people that have, I mean, 45 percent debt. Why don't, why don't you explain that quick? What do you mean by 45 percent debt ratio? How are how are they figuring out how much payment they can make based on that? Yep. So what we do is, uh, you know, in a general pre-approval meeting, we'll examine uh, all liabilities that are on credit. So let's say if you've got three credit cards uh, with a total of 300 bucks a month in, in payments, we're going to take your monthly payments on all debt reporting on credit, and then we're going to take the total monthly payment of the mortgage you're trying to qualify for, including taxes and insurance. And so let's just say a uh, round number, let's say your total mortgage payment with your debt is $1,000 and you make $3,000 per month, your debt-to-income ratio would be 33%. So that's your debt versus your total income ratio. Yeah, and then they figure out what kind of payment that you can uh, utilize and, and, and move forward on. But it's, uh, I think it's, it's, it's kind of interesting that uh, we got to look at it. Now, is the market – is because the market's getting better? Or, I mean, we obviously – I mean, it's a, it's a busy market, but we have low inventory – but getting, I mean, if we get that 5% extra, I mean, we're going to pull a lot of people into the market as well from a buyer standpoint. Still right. no listings. Yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's going to pull some buyers in the market, but it's also going to shift some buyers that, <clears throat> that we'd be moving over to FHA, um, over, back over to conventional, which conventional is just a better program all day long versus FHA just with the private mortgage insurance not being on your loan. Yeah, we can hit on that too. Mm-hmm. So. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, let's let's take our usual break, shall we? Do that when we come back. We welcome our listeners' uh, questions. It could be about garage doors. It can be about mortgages or real estate in general. We always welcome yours. 651-989-9226. We've cleared the lines, and you can use them for that purpose if you like. Or send us a text at 81807. That's 81807. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. And good morning. Welcome back to this portion of our real estate show. We're around every Saturday in the 10 o'clock hour here on CCO, welcoming your questions, your real estate-related questions by phone or by text. 651-989-9226 or send a text 81807. Uh, and he's off today, but uh, Chris Rooney's here. And Chris, for those maybe joining the show late, who did you bring with you today? Yeah, Rick Schmitz with Action Overhead Door is uh, is with us. And uh, out of Credit River, they do. You guys work the whole metro area, though. You guys are everywhere. We do. We're north been in business forever. Yeah, like thirty some years. So, and then Travis Christensen with Bay Equity is on as well. So, I wanted to kind of hit a little more on that garage door uh, piece of it. But I mean, and I'll tell you what, Denny is. Mm. If you have, I mean, if we're going to look at a house and you go um, kind of look at the at a garage door and you see that rust on the bottom, yep. you know what it does. And some people say, well, you know what, that's not a big deal. But it's a huge deal because what it does, it leads into everything else. You know, there must be water sitting there. You know, is it is it going underneath? I mean, the chipmunks love the little... Uh, uh, the bottom seal one. Yeah, that's, the uh, bottom that's seal. Out, yeah. I have a, I had action overhead uh, put mine in and I always, I keep calling them because I have a chipmunk that... We'll keep eating through it, and I keep saying, "Where's my warranty?" 
You know, <laughs> they don't warranty chipmunks eating stuff, I guess. But, uh, but it's, a, it's fun to give them a hard time on that. But, you know, so as far as, I mean, even if we're talking, um, you know, kind of on the lower uh, first-time homebuyer ones, that's a, another huge thing is to be able to replace those doors so it looks really good because a lot of people can't afford it. But it's really not that expensive. No, uh, depending, again, on the style. I mean, you could be talking a, a non-insulated steel door that is brand new. You know, you could get in there for 800 less than 1000 bucks. which first impressions are so important on, on any home, but especially on homes like that. Rel- relatively inexpensive fix for, you know, to get that, that starter bang for your buck, at least. It's the first thing you see when you come up to the house. Exactly. And, and typically, I mean, on a lot of houses, the garage overpowers the rest of the house. I mean, so having a good garage door is uh, a real big thing. we got a text question here. I think this must be one of Andy Prasky's friends. Should you contact a professional installer garage door, or could anyone install, even someone like Chris, install a garage door? <laughs> yeah, that's you, a good question. Yeah, though, you wouldn't but, want Chris to do it. No. But, I mean. It is a, it is a good question. And we do have uh, customers that will come, you know, right up to the counter and order garage doors. Yeah, uh, quick answer is yes, you can install them yourself. The The tough part about them is it, it, it's, it's a little more difficult than people think, and Sometimes trying to wind the springs, that's the, that's the big issue. I would never mess with that thing. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's a little more truly dangerous than people think, and that's why uh, we like to say have the professionals do it. And, uh, but a quick answer, yes, you can, you can buy the doors, all the parts and pieces, and do it yourself if you'd like to. Yeah. yeah. How about and, garage door openers? I know we're not talking about openers. We're talking about the doors themselves, but I, yeah. I, I know that's a, ve- a good point. Oh, we sell, we sell openers all the time, and kind of the same thing. You can put an opener in yourself, a little, uh, little less danger involved than, than putting the door up. There's just so many different styles and uh, options on openers these days. But when we install them, you know, as a company, we install them all the time, whether it's, you know, we do it with the door or just the opener itself. Uh, but... You, what, uh, what, what kind of uh, openers are there now? It's oh, been a while since I yeah. Them. Well, there's I mean there's the standard belt drive and chain drive. Most of the most of the uh, motors now are half horsepower or or three quarter horse. And there's even some DC motors out there now that are so quiet and and uh, there's so many different the new technology that's involved. You can uh, uh, open and close your doors with your phone. You can access them and see if it's open. You can get there's just so many different options with openers now. And again, we install them, but that's something that a homeowner can buy, you know, and install themselves too if they're comfortable doing that. Yeah, I just, I think in having that technology to be able to do that, I mean, even if, you know, you don't want to go on your phone and open your garage door or whatever, but you you have the ability even to that it, it pings you if it opens up. Yeah, uh, parents, parents love it uh, sometimes more than the kids do. You can set your, uh, if you download this app, you can set it to where you can get, an, uh, get a notification every time it opens and closes. So the kids come home late, you can tell when they're coming home. So Part of the smart home technology, yeah. Yeah, no, I know. And it's, it's, it's really interesting, I think. And what we're trying to do here is, is bring in different um, people to be able to show different aspects that you can increase the value of your home without spending a ton of money. Uh, on doing it and making the because cur- curb appeal. I mean, when you're driving up to a house, I mean, it's it's so important. But when you talk about those other uh, little things, you have to let people know that. And I think a lot of people 
take that for granted, but that might be the key, as crazy as it sounds, that, you know what, oh, my gosh, look at this. I can do, I mean, with my garage door opener, you know, and I can do that. And that might just put them over the top. And so we talk about that all the time with people that we need to get every bit of information we possibly can so we can give that information to a buyer, and that might change their mind on picking our house over someone else's. So, Making, I'm looking at a text message, making a one-car into a two-car garage with second garage door. Is that possible? Oh, interesting. I think what they're talking about, maybe a tandem one with a door out the back. Uh, absolutely, it's possible. Um, that's more of a, uh, to start at least, it's a construction question. You know, can you cut that, can you cut a second hole or do you have to add, you know, add on to that garage? Uh, but I would tell you it happens all the time uh, where you're either cutting a new hole, a new opening in the backside of the garage to, to have access out the backside. That's more oftentimes for lawnmowers and, and you know, backside of lakeside homes and such like that. But you can also add on to, uh, to the side of your garage and, and we add doors to those all the time also. How about those glass garage doors? Oh, they're very popular. Yeah. Um, they're, they're uh, I mean, it's it, a number of different glass types and uh, steel frame types, but very popular now. Uh, a little bit more high end, certainly, but, uh, but uh, the more we install them, the more people seem to love them. So, yeah. I got a listing that I just signed up and they've got the, the glass doors and they're, they're tinted and they're so cool. They're really cool looking, and I mean they install and they operate just like a normal garage door, but uh, the the look is modern and it's uh, it's a very cool. We well, see them at a lot of restaurants now too, that really? they'll do it. Oh yeah, that yeah. They'll, they'll actually have the garage door in there, and then they'll open it up to the patio. Um, yeah, you see it in a lot of restaurants. You see it in a lot of uh, it's so popular now. A lot of breweries will have doors like that. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's take our bottom of the hour break, reminding our listeners we have another half hour of the show to go. If you'd like to uh, get involved with your real estate questions, 651-989-9226. Or send a text. We have a few of those to catch up on. And that number is 81807. And good morning. Welcome back to this portion of our real estate show here on 830 WCCO. 76 degrees, as we said, uh, with uh, 80 the high today, 70 the high tomorrow. So cooling off. But don't forget Dad tomorrow. It's Father's Day tomorrow. I know. I'm going to remember him. Where do we go from here, guys? All right. Well, let's uh, let's hit on this. Uh, get us some text questions. We got to catch up to. Uh, you mentioned the increase of allowable debt to income for those using uh, probably FHA. Huh? Yeah, F- some financing. But my question is, if I'm using FHA financing and making an offer against five offers, most being conventional, won't I be beat every time if the house has just come onto the market? It's possible. Um, I'll tell you what. What's happening though, and, and what this person is saying is that if I if I have an FHA mortgage and I've got you know a minimum down, and I'm going to FHA and I'm going against four other offers that have conventional financing, uh, typically people will kind of steer towards the conventional financing, and it's because of that escape clause, FHA escape clause, and what and sometimes their appraisal uh, they they want to make sure of a few different things, but that escape. Clause says that if it doesn't appraise for what the value that you paid for it, you get out of the contract and you don't have to purchase it. But the thing is, is what's happened is that so many people now have gone on the conventional financing addendum and state that if the house doesn't appraise, that they have to renegotiate at that time. And uh, to me, I just, I just don't like that. If you're going in on multiple offers and you've got five offers and you're saying, well, I'll pay it if it can appraise, you know, it's kind of like, you you got to, from a listing agent or from a seller standpoint, you got to be able to look past that. And uh, 
I don't know. It's just to me, it's just like don't offer it if you're not willing to pay for it. You know what I mean? Or if you don't have the money, but that's why you got to talk to the loan officer too. Because if you go to that loan officer, because what? Well, explain that. What happens if a house, uh, you know, appraises for three hundred thousand, but you paid three hundred five thousand for it? Yeah, and that's you know, unfortunately, like this this spring, we ran into that um, where we haven't actually for the past couple of years was appraisals coming in just a little bit lower than the the purchase price, and it's because we have such an aggressive buyer's market, and the comparable homes that have sold haven't caught up to the aggressive buyer's offers that are coming in. And so what happens in turn is the appraisals come in a little bit lower than the purchase price, um, and we do. We have to go back, and, and the buyer's agent has to go back to the listing agent and try renegotiating. Or they got to come up with money. Or they got to come up with money. Right. And that's where, you know, reflecting back on his question, that's the tough part about with um, being an FHA buyer versus a conventional buyer. Traditionally, the seller already knows you're probably putting a little less money down. And that's where, you know, they're worse, worse some First off, because FHA appraisals are a little bit more picky about as far as flaking paint, uh, the quality of the home, the roof, uh, safety features versus conventional. You know, so that's worry factor number one for the seller. Number two is the seller just knows that uh, you're probably putting less money down. And so if the appraisal does come in light, chances are is you just might not have the capital to make that deal work, and they might have to either lower the price or yeah, and it's a it's a very bad position for the seller to be in because typically what happens is that once you get the house, you do an inspection, you know maybe that's ten days, and then all of a sudden then they'll order the appraisal, and that might be another fourteen days, and then five days later you get it back, and I mean now we've lost thirty days of market time, and you're kind of caught in a really bad position. It's kind of like you know if you don't do it, now you got to go back on the market. You know, so it's a it's it's a kind of a tricky thing, and and there's a lot of people out there that are using that and thinking that way. You know, hey, and if it appraises, okay, my payment's going to be a little higher, but here's another way in which to renegotiate after the fact, which is really quite sad. You were going to say something about uh, student loans too; they've changed a little on that. Yeah, this is actually one of the uh, probably the biggest highlights of the changes coming up next month. Um, so there, in the last couple of years. Uh, the government has opened up subsidized refinancing options for uh, consumers that have uh, student loan debts. Um, and, and basically, it's just a refinancing option. It's income-based, uh, and they significantly will lower your uh, student loan payments on this program. It's over 10 years usually. Uh, that really has nothing to do with us, but where it does come into play with getting pre-qualified is, uh, let's say you have $70,000 in student loan debt, at this current point in time, we have to take 1% of that balance, and that's your payment uh, to calculate for, for getting qualified. So seventy grand equals a $700 a month payment. And that's going to pretty much knock everyone out. <laughs> well, and it's, it's tough. Yeah. You know, all these millennials that come oh. and they want to buy a home right now, anybody exiting college, your average student loan debt load is sixty dollars to $110,000 coming out. You know? And so you look at that, and it's like even, even after they get refinanced, their payment might only be – 110 bucks, you know, and it's, it, it changes every year. Um, but we still have to count that 1%. So that's the big change coming down the road for everyone that's 24 to, you know, into your forties that have a student loan uh, debt load. We can now actually use that lower payment to qualify you on, which is going to open up literally a, big a whole, thing. it's a huge thing. That's a really there, big so. thing. Yep. So, yeah. Okay. We got some other things here. Uh, can you void a home sale if it wasn't disclosed that snakes come in the basement by the hundreds? Mm. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, I mean that if they if they knew of that, they should be disclosing that there was snakes in there. Um, and sometimes that uh, you know it's possible that people had no idea. I mean, if they're coming in the house and they're grabbing them, I mean, what you do is you call the local snake guy and find out if they've been talking to him or talk to the neighbors. And that's what you usually that's where you usually catch people uh, if they weren't disclosing it. Uh, but yeah, have you ever seen that? Uh, yes, I have. Oh, you have. Yes, and it's uh, it's wicked. By in, the hundreds. In, Indiana I mean, they, Jones. They do big dens, yeah. Uh, and they like to hide under steps sometimes. So mm-hmm. it's, uh, yeah, it's kind of crazy. So 651-989-9226 if you'd like to call in your uh, real estate question or send a text like other folks are doing, 81807. That's 81807. Uh, so how old of a door can you actually replace one of the panels on? I mean, so just to say you got that, that rusted one on the bottom, it's all flaking apart. You just want to replace that piece. Yeah, we can replace a lot of panels. It, it kind of depends on the manufacturer of the door and, and, like you said, the age of the door. The older, the older the existing door is, probably the less likely we are to be able to find that same, that same panel. So, and in that case, then, then we're stuck. Uh, then, it's, then you're looking at a new door more than likely. But if it's still a, a manufactured panel, we replace them all the time. You know, sometimes you get rust. Sometimes people back into them or they get dented. The, the one thing we always say is there's really no undenting uh, a steel garage door. So uh, if that happens, we come out, identify the manufacturer, take our measurements, and, uh, and more than likely we can replace it. But I think so, too. At that, at that point, it's just, in my opinion, I mean, obviously, if you're living there, you know, you do what you got to do. But if you're going to if you're end up selling it, um, it's just to replace the whole thing, because really, I mean, if you do a, a normal a steel garage door, you know, versus replacing one panel, I mean, what are we talking difference wise? Well, uh, you know, replacing a panel, you're looking normally on a on a 16 foot door again, you're looking at a minimum, you know, three to five hundred dollars to replace that panel. Right. Where you could be in a new door completely, and that includes you know the new springs, the new cables, the new rollers, everything brand new, you know, depending again on style for a thousand bucks, you're over halfway there oftentimes, where it just makes more sense to replace the whole thing. And the other thing is you're you're more than likely never going to be able to match color wise the rest of the door when you put that new section in. You're talking about repainting the whole door. Too. Right. And I've I've seen it a lot of times, and where they've tried to just replace one or or two of them, and it just I mean, and you know, and it's kind of like in the buyer goes in, well, I'm going to have to replace that garage door. And what a buyer thinks is that garage door is now $2,500, not the $1,000 that it really is. And so taking care of that kind of stuff, and and again, we're not trying to uh, tell people, hey, you have to replace your whole house and all your windows and siding. I mean, some of you do, but uh, these are kind of simple little, um, maybe elevated little cost, you know, involved in it, but uh, that are big returns on investment. Uh, Travis Christensen, Bay Equity. Why don't let's ask you about? You talk about Fannie, and then you talk about FHA. What is, I mean, Fannie. What is Fannie Mae? Uh, well, they're they're government agencies. So you've you've really you've got uh, Fannie Mae, uh, you've got Freddie Mac, and you've got FHA, uh, VA, and so these are just different government agencies that uh, are uh, just fo- have different programs, uh, different guidelines to follow. Um, but are very, you know, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac fall parallel, you know, quite a bit. That's your standard conventional financing. Yeah. So we talked about, you know, conventional and FHA and when you go into offers. Mm-hmm. Is there, um, 
there's some benefits of being FHA as well. I think when it comes to an offer, I mean, one is the uh, the debt to income. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was I mean a big thing, and the credit scores. Yep, and that's I mean with FHA, it's just a, it's a lot more aggressive of a, a loan product. Uh, so generally speaking, when we can't, you know, uh, it's a lower down payment. And only requires three point five percent down with down payment assistance programs. Um, they have and gifts and gifts. You know, you can get a no money a house with literally zero money down. Um, also, they do go down to lower credit scores. Uh, where you see uh, your Fannie and Freddie, your conventional financing is, is roughly six twenty. Uh, a lot of lenders are going down to five eighty now. Um, in the last couple of years, they just uh, Fannie made it a study, and, and on that five eighty to six twenty credit score bucket, and they're actually pretty well performing. Uh, well, here's the other thing too that can happen. You know, you can say that you're qualified, you know, and everything's great, and the lender is, but you can screw up your credit by the time you close. Right. And being able to have that wiggle room too on FHA mm-hmm. is kind of a, I mean, kind of a nice thing. I've had many times where they've switched from conventional in the middle of it and went to an FHA loan yep. because of what the credit score did. Yep, yep, and that's you know, a, a lot of individuals think, oh, it's someone's got a five eighty three credit score, but that literally I've seen. Uh, individuals with over 700 miss a Cabela's card, you know, minimum payment for 70 bucks, and their score go down to 560. So just because you're a 580, 590 credit score borrower doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, you habitually don't pay your payments on time. Could have just been a simple mistake. You're out of town, um, whatever the reason might be. And so, um, but yeah, FHA is definitely a lot more of an aggressive program. Absolutely. I'll tell you what, let's take a break and invite our listeners to join in either by a text or by the phone. Text number is 81807. Our phone number is 651-989-9226 for your real estate related questions. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. We're back on the real estate show here on 830WC. It was discussing real estate with Chris. I know. As a we're talking out a hack, a garage door opener. Yeah, no, yeah. no, we're not doing that. Yeah. <laughs> 76 degrees. We, we do have, for those that just uh, joined us, uh, Rick and Travis are in studio. We're talking about, uh, um, among other things, about garage doors. And when you think uh-huh. that might be kind of a mundane topic, it really can make the difference between a sale and no sale. Well, especially with Rick Schmitz here. Of course. Guy's amazing. <laughs> Actually, he's really good. It's the first time he's ever been on the radio. So I'm, I'm impressed with him. Um, I'll tell you what, I've got oh, some wait, open houses. I, I want to ask you about that because Father's Day tomorrow is tomorrow. Yeah. So, but you're happening. Yeah, today, tomorrow is just a bad day. It is. But yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be at one today uh, from 12 to 2 that has wood garage doors, just so you know. And, it, and they look really good, by the way. Are they hard to maintain? Yeah. I have them on my house, too, you know, and we do it like every two years. Is that oh, what you okay. think? Every two years is is pretty standard, uh, and there is, I mean, it's continual maintenance on them. But normally, every couple of years, you'll have to, you know, reseal or or, or restain uh, just to keep that look up. Sure. So yeah. So if you know where Heritage Links Golf Course is or the territory, this is my open house is twenty one oh one six France Boulevard. So if you go to the McStop, you know where the McStop is. Everyone knows where the McStop is. And then just kind of head uh, west on. Uh, 70, you'll get to the open house and uh, you'll see my signs. But it's a really nice house. Only a million two hundred twenty-five thousand too. And seriously, I mean, it sounds, obviously it's a lot of money, but it's a really good value. But you're saying that. at that higher end, there are all sorts of values. Now. Totally. Yeah. They're, they're great values with them right now. So good opportunities right now. Excellent. A caller for Travis left a message uh, and you can 
decipher this for me there, Travis. Manual underwriting for people with no credit. Yep. What's that about? Uh, it used to be actually pretty difficult. Uh, so what you have is uh, I'm from a rural area. This happens all the time uh, from when I, when I do uh, loans down in, in these smaller towns. But basically you have no credit scores, meaning you, uh, you know, in the last eight, nine, ten years, you have not had any credit cards, any loans that are reporting to the credit agencies. Now, is that a bad thing in my opinion? If you're a 50-year-old gentleman and you don't have, you've made it through life without having to take on a debt load, I think that's a fantastic thing. Unfortunately, in the bank size, we need to be able to reference some payment history, uh, and that's where a manual underwrite for no credit scores comes into play. So we'll actually build that customer three trade lines, so water bills, insurance, uh, rent. Um, we can actually go to that creditor and have them report to his agencies. Uh, his last 12 months payment history, oh. and then we can underwrite upon that. So uh, they used to be really uh, uh, quite picky about that pro- about that program, but we can do that now. Yeah, because no credit is bad credit. It you is. Know, they, they have no idea if you're willing to pay right. stuff back. And right. so a lot of people you know, pay everything off and don't have any credit, and they're like a bigger risk, which is really interesting. But yeah. hey, with what happened to Dodd-Frank, are mortgages going back to 2008 standards is the text question. Um. First off, I don't really see Dodd-Frank going away. I think there's going to be an overhaul. Um, that's my opinion, I guess. We don't know. It, it could be. A, it could go away. I, I love a lot of the things that Dodd-Frank has brought to the table as far as a right to barrier, uh, you know, right of passage for loan officers. It's just, um, you know, nowadays everyone has to be licensed, a very, a very uh stringent process to becoming a loan officer and it keeps it yeah, it's uh, not easy a professional. Anymore. It's not no. easy anymore. Um, there's good not like things. becoming a realtor. <laughs> yeah. No, no, it's <laughs> I mean, really it's, hard. It's very comparable, you know, but um, it just, it, it just weeds out a lot of the bad seeds. And um, there's a lot of regulatory, uh, a lot of regulation with Dodd-Frank. That's good. There's also a lot of, along with regulation comes um, kind of wasteful regulation. And that's where you see across the board, you know, borrowers' closing cost studies have shown that borrowers' closing costs actually have gone up twelve percent over the year, over since Dodd Frank um, uh, becoming a thing, and interest rates realistically, because all of mortgage bankers like our company have to be, have so many uh, uh, lawyers on staff and compliance department, and um, it costs us money. And unfortunately, the banks pass usually, you know, regulation costs down to the borrower, and so. Some good and some bad. I don't ever, ever see it going back to 08, you know. Um, Hopefully really we've learned it's not that far away. Yeah, you know, that you got to kind of remember what the heck happened. And it was, I mean, they are loosening up uh, on some of the loan restrictions, but it's it's not like what it was. I mean, it's, before it was, yeah. you know, if you if you were had a pulse, mm-hmm. you know, it was pretty easy to get a loan. Right. And then you just tell them how much money you make and, you know, you're on your way. Right. The rates were a little high, and there's still we're still having some backlash from some of that. A um, little more uh, short sales and some foreclosures on some of the notes that were ten years. So, uh, should we hit on a couple? Oh, one of them is uh, how do you get a hold of uh, Rick Action Overhead Door? Why don't, why don't you give a number quick, and then we'll hit on the end too. Yeah, our uh, our office phone number is nine five two four four seven four four eight seven. Uh, you can reach us uh, any day of the week. We're, we've got staff there from 6.30 till 5. Always have our uh, 
machines on at night. So, and that goes for sales or service. If you need service work, uh, we're yeah, pretty much do, do anything. Too. Yep. Okay. How about Travis? How do we get a hold of you? You got to turn on your microphone first. There we go. <laughs> uh, phone number for us is going to be 952-679-6835. Or you can just visit us at bayequityhomeloans.com. Always through uh, you guys, too. Yeah, absolutely. Go through us. We can get you in contact Te- with anyone. Text uh, came just came in said, I recently bought a townhouse. The former owner, between the inspection and signing, spilled paint in the driveway, forged documentation, that work requested was done when it wasn't, and the realtor for the seller never walked through in to see if the work uh, requested was done. It has so far cost me well over the money held from the sale. I found out the day after the sale that a document was forged. Do I have any recourse? Well, I mean, forged documents, obviously. If there's, I mean, if you can prove it. Yeah. Um, but I, it's what I'm tra- translating here is that they had a problem. Uh, probably told the association that, hey, we need to get that cleaned up. Um, and then they held money back in escrow to be able to take care of that problem. Um, and obviously it didn't take care of that problem. But, you know, the the thing is, is that what you did, you agreed at closing of what it would be held back to be able to take care of that. Um, it might be It might be difficult. To kind of do that, but obviously you don't if know anyone story, forged, yeah. I, I don't know the whole story. So if anyone forged anything, though, I mean, that's, and if you can prove it, I mean, that's that's a problem, <laughs> a big problem. So, you know, I wanted to ask. Hopefully Rick, that's not true. But if I, I'm kind of a maintenance guy. I don't mean, I don't mean emptying the baskets around here, but I mean like maintenance on the garage door. I like to keep things running smoother like I do my cars. Uh, what does a homeowner do? What can we do? Without getting too in a dangerous level there. No, the the biggest thing as far as maintenance on the garage is make sure make sure your hinges and your rollers are are lubed up and and uh, running smoothly. Um, you'll be able to tell. We we like to do it uh, oftentimes uh, at the beginning, right before winter, right after winter. If you just uh, there's a garage door lube for sale out there. Uh, we certainly sell it at our shop, and and just give the hinges a spray and just give the rollers a spray. Let them work themselves in. Uh, that as far as maintenance, that's that's all that's you. About that's it. about it. Yeah, I mean, you'll know when when you have a spring that's busted or uh, you know cables are busted. We'll come out and fix that for you. You but, lubricate those big springs up there? Uh, you can, but uh, not not, necessary. not necessarily. Those yeah. springs now, uh, I mean, they're they're rated to go up and down so many times. Uh, there's not a real time frame, but boy, you're you're getting years and years out of them now. Yeah. Where that's a little different than it used to be. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, how how long are the garage doors good for? I mean, typically, just uh, dependent on you know. I mean, nowadays that yeah, you put a new one in right now. Yeah, if we put a new one in right now, you're, you know, in normal maintenance and normal, you know, keep the water off of them. You know, you're probably looking at twenty plus years for a new new garage door. So. Then again, you may pop a spring there, or for sure. What we, about what about those cables that are on the there? cables? Uh, w- whenever we go out for a spring change, we'll check the cables because a lot of times the little eyelets that they're hooked into uh, on the bottom of the door will start to rust. If they need to be replaced, we do them at the same time. Um, the cables actually keep the door going up and down straight in the opening. So uh, that's that's the kind of thing where you normally you're not going to know you have a problem until they break, and then we come out and fix them for you. <laughs> I agree those, with that. Those things snap and they go. They go far. Yeah the uh, <laughs> the the new the newer springs are uh, it's a torsion system, so they're above the door, and if they break, you'll hear a loud pop, 
Yeah, you'll hear a bang in the garage. And then you'll normally notice a couple, two or three inch separation on the spring themselves. And again, we, we sell springs if you want to do it yourself, but we sure recommend that you let, let us or let a professional do it for you. Phone number again to the office? Sure. Uh, office number is 952-447-4487. It's in Credit River. And Travis, quick for you? Uh, 952-679-6835. Yeah, and you can find Andy or myself. Andy's at Prasky.com or ChrisRooney.com. Tell us again about the open house uh, to deal today. Yeah, I'm going to spend uh, from noon to 2. Um, actually got two of them open in Credit River uh, over on France Avenue and then over on Judicial. Kind of real good. Uh, the good thing is is that it's, it's a nice location to get to the freeway, but yet still be in the country. So well, that's neat. Yeah, two of them at from 12 to 2 today. Bring Dad over there. Yeah, it's what a great Father's Day gift. Yeah, in the country, I'll yeah. say. All right, we got theater rooms, we got uh, cool bar rooms, everything. It's Outstanding, good stuff. All right, happy Father's Day to you guys. Yeah, same to you, sir. All right, baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market regular season game on your favorite streaming devices, anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.